thanks for joining the SOARcast, where we talk about drones, manned aircraft, and satellites, and how they relate to geospatial products found on the SOAR platform. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the SOARcast. It's Darren Smith, your host, and I'm here with Sergio Volkmer, who is a geospatial specialist, an architect, geologist, among many things. We'll let him give an introduction to himself. But first, I want to preface what we're talking about today, and that is spy satellite imagery. Something a little bit out of our depth because, of course, spy satellite imagery belongs to government agencies and and other entities, but today we're looking at declassified imagery. Now, everybody loves a spy novel, at least I love spy novels. And what I like about spy novels is you're finding out clues and, and you're learning things as you go. And elemental to that is intelligence, which of course, spy satellite imagery provides that intelligence for uh, observation and, and intelligence. So what we're talking about today is very intriguing. It's kind of like a book. You, you know, you find out clues as you go and you find out about history. So thankfully, Sergio is joining us today to tell us about the work that he's doing with declassified imagery. So imagery that has become available to the public, but largely unutilized. Sergio, it's very good to have you on the SOARcast. Welcome. Thank you, Darren. Thank you for the invitation. Again, I like much uh, to talk about this, this these uh, topics, and I'm very happy. And I, I've been doing uh, some research on the, in this area, and I like to share share this, this with, uh, with your audience, uh, people, and uh, it's, it's very nice. Again, thank you. Uh, it, it's our pleasure. And if you caught an earlier sorecast, Sergio was discussing. Um, some of the techniques that he's using for processing multispectral imagery and generating more value uh, from that from that imagery. And one of the things that uh, Sergio is technically trained in is is he is a geologist, but actually that's not what he does all day long. So Sergio, give us an overview of what you do daily and um, maybe tell us how you got into imagery and perhaps why we're why we're chatting today. Uh, okay. Uh, I live. In, I'm a Brazilian living in the southernmost state of Brazil, uh, in Porto Alegre, and uh, I, I studied uh, geology for some time when I was younger. It was first uh, under graduation, and I, then I, I learned to to do topography. And we, we don't have. We didn't have. Uh, any sort of satellites at that time. It was in the 90s. Uh, and uh, then I, I turned to architecture. And uh, today I, I'm an architect. And I, do, I do plans. Uh, I do um, licensing for, for house building. And uh, that's my daily job. And um, after some t some long time, I I started to 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 deal with uh, GPS. Uh, and <clears throat> it was some ten years ago because I like to to go out to the field uh, to the country, 
and then take uh, take the car and the GPS and go to to, to places where uh, the, nobody knows. And then the, I I started to to notice that there there were uh, many parts that uh, wasn't mapped in in Brazil. And then I I, I know uh, I knew about uh, uh, OpenStreetMap. And that's uh, there was uh, when I started to uh, to do di digital maps and learn about KG, KGs and, and uh, the background imagery that the uh, OpenStreetMap uses. And those uh, two things are uh, strictly connected: the mapping and uh, satellite imagery. And um, I, I mapped a lot in, in OpenStreetMap for the past 10 years. Then I started to turn to my interest to uh, satellite major. And most uh, Sentinel, because it, uh, it, it is open, and uh, to, to use it as a basis for, um, for, um, for mapping in OpenStreetMap. And... Um, <clears throat> Started to, do, to deal with their, um, I, I think, uh, uh, ESA from Europe uh, and Copernicus system. They has uh, they have a wonderful uh, open source uh, uh, platform, Sentinel Hope, and we we can do um, uh, manipulate the bands and uh, extract uh, some um, interesting uh, image, but uh, they, they use Earth observations uh, uh, 10 meters uh, uh, per, per, pixels, uh, per pixel satellite. And then I, I can uh, produce, uh, make some interesting, I, I like, I, I think beautiful, <laughs> I don't know, but, but I see uh, people I like it. I, I found many people that like to deal, uh, to, to deal with uh, much spectral bands and produce images. And I started to put these images in, in SOAR, in SOAR Earth. And some some other people I know I knew in Twitter in this uh, open source uh, Earth observation community, a vast community of people uh, dealing with this. And then in SOAR, I I I started to know about uh, this uh, the multispectral um, uh, high resolution. Um, um, 50 centimeters per pixel uh, satellite, and and did um, 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 a bunch of uh, experience, and sent to to SOAR too, and that's where where I, where I am today. Um, I I I can say uh, I I learned. Uh, a lot in those the uh, past. Uh, the five years in OpenStreetMap and all the, these uh, open source communities, OpenStreetMap for digital mapping, um, uh, people of uh, Earth observation uh, community, and then in source. And now uh, in, in, that's what we will, we will talk to. Uh, this, um, I have the, uh, heard about it, but I forgot about some 
two years ago about these uh, historic spy satellites um, uh, declassified uh, and uh, provided by USGS. Then uh, Amir, the, uh, Amir Farhan, the, the, the CEO of uh, SOAR, talked to me, oh, have you heard of this, the, this uh, collections of the classified so, I haven't noticed much about it. But then I, with his, his talk, I, I started to, to deal with more deeply. And that's where we are today. <laughs> Okay, well, very good, and th and thanks for the intro. It's it's a good overview in terms of uh, where you've been and and how you got interest in this. And I think that um, a lot of us aren't aware that, uh, in fact, the, the the remote sensing imagery that we make use of on day in day out. For example, you mentioned sentinel imagery, which is ten meters resolution. Um, intelligence, uh, espionage, or uh, remote sensing intelligence comes, the, the, the technology for the commercial satellites comes from the military. It, it's, that's the seedbed. That's where the, uh, many of the original uh, developments come from. Of course, there is the space agencies that are at the forefront as well, but the highest resolution imagery uh, is in the is in the intelligence field and then and then that technology is it comes out to the the commercial and non-government entities in fact the purely commercial satellites so you've detailed um that in fact these images are free and they're available on uh usgs website and i think i wanted to share something with the community uh, there are images there and as you mentioned there could be millions of images that uh, have been acquired haven't been destroyed they're available, but they're not in the format for ready digestion. And so um, that's something that you've been able to do through the uh, um, open source uh, geospatial community and also platforms like SOAR to where uh, you can bring it to the community. And, and so that brings us to where we are today. Um, first off, I already mentioned some of my interest, personal interest in spy satellite imagery. Uh, there's an image that you would have loaded, I think it was just this week, of Tehran in 1979. And that, that year stuck in my mind. I, I thought there's something significant about 1979. In fact, that's when um, the, the revolution was happening in Iran. And uh, as an American, um, US hostages uh, were taken uh, at that time. I was a bit younger then, but of course, uh, I remember it. It was, it was uh, very significant, still is significant. Uh, on SOAR, there are the image uh, loaded by yourself, declassified image is actually only five months before the US hostages were taken. And I was able to find the location and, and look at that location um, as it was uh, before those events. I just rambled on about what I like about imagery, about espionage or declassified images. Can you tell us what what is it that interests you? Why wh why are you drawn to spy satellites? What what makes you go? I'm going to find this image. I'm going to do all the work to make it available to everyone else. Why why are you drawn to those types of images? Ah, uh, okay. Uh, well, first of all, I I, I think the. Um, um, uh, the, the the most interesting is is, is that they provide a, a long uh, date range for uh, earth observation 
and of uh, uh, wide uh, uh, range also of uh, resolution from 10 meters to one meter so, and uh, it's, it's some fabulous uh, um, above uh, matter resolution and uh, they can be very useful for uh, people searching for uh, I think most in the every uh, environment environmental and uh, urban is uh, uh, topics for studies because uh, for example uh, in urbanism uh, we I, I remember have seen a uh, very interesting image of um, port of uh, Tianjin in, in China, a fabulous uh, um, uh, mega uh, giga uh, transformation of urbanism, and um, all in environment of the field, the, um, the the drought of Lake Chad in the west of Nigeria and uh, Chad in Africa. Uh, today, it, it, they say um, it started to, to dry in 84, uh, but we have uh, images uh, much older. And so, so the, the, we don't have uh, that uh, sort of uh, type of resolution with the first Landsat satellites, for example, that uh, were the were the first uh, 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 Earth observation satellites. <clears throat> but all the, those images are uh, unreferenced. Uh, they have no georeferenced. There is a, a fabulous uh, collection. Uh, I've, I've, I've been counted. It's almost one million. It's about uh, 800,000 images for all the world uh, delivered in three. Uh, they were delivered in three <coughs> executive acts from the government of the uh, United States <coughs> from um, from popular demand. And uh, in, the, in the years of uh, um, 1995, then 2002, and 2011. Uh, the, so the, the three times, time uh, the uh, uh, summit, they are about uh, almost one million. Uh, but this, this whole uh, collection of one million, Known of they, they are just uh, uh, strips of films scanned, and uh, none of them has uh, georeferences, so they can't uh, be uh, uh, even uh, put into a, a computer program from uh, GIS, uh, GIS, Geographic Information System. So uh, that will be uh, the, the great work to georeference uh, on demand, perhaps, or the made the most in, in interesting uh, uh, parts of the world, and to deliver the, them to, to people, to, to use, to can use them, uh, because uh, otherwise they, can, they, they can't use it without uh, georeference. So uh, we have uh, now a, 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 a starting great list of uh, images 
Uh, I think uh, that I, I, I've heard a, a rumor uh, in, in Twitter there are many people now turning their eyes to this uh, sort of uh, old uh, historic uh, classified satellite. It, uh, we have them uh, from from ten almost twenty years, but till, uh, it's it's this year that they started to to come to um, to come to the um, to the talk again. Uh, I don't know if I uh, could uh, express myself uh, okay and uh, fine. Yeah, I think I think you've uh, given us a good picture of. Um, just the volume, uh, just the expanse of, of imagery that is there that isn't being um, touched on. And what intrigued me in our conversation before this was um, you, you've detailed a little bit about how these images aren't, they're not, they're not placed on the map. They're not, uh, they don't have georeferencing. They don't have actual true um, spatial characteristics. So they might, they might not truly represent what's on the earth and you can't, can't compare them to the way things look now or, or even five years from when they were taken. So georeferencing adds um, immeasurable value to those images, suddenly brings more value to those images. What, what I, also what I want to uh, address and I think is is going to be interesting to people. You did have mentioned that um, these images are not in a format that um, is the sta today's standard. Today's standard is imagery that is digitized, that is uh, down on the order of whatever it's, it could be 50 centimeters per pixel, a meter per pixel or, or something like that. Uh, a, a digital image that we can share through file sharing um, or we can put on um, platforms like SOAR that, that readily uh, source that image and, and present that image to you very quickly. Um, tell us about how these images uh, are acquired. So what is the, what is the, perhaps the, the vehicle, what, you know, what vehicle were they being acquired from? Uh, I'd also be interested in the, the type of sensor. And I think the thing that is, that is, well, most interesting to me is uh, the actual format. Um, what was the data saved on and how did people use that? So if you could, you could tell us about that, I think that makes for a great story. Uh, that's very interesting. That's, uh, that would, would be a, a, a long talk. But uh, first, uh, they, all, they are all uh, films, physical films, uh, photographic films, as I think most people today uh, uh, never touched a, a photographic film, uh, young people. Uh, but uh, from a, a, a great variety, uh, there are six, seven different types or, and size of uh, photographic films. They were taken uh, in, uh, from satellites, uh, a series of uh, uh, satellite systems. Um, they started by CIA in the United States from this in the 60s uh, during the, the Cold War. Uh, they are known as uh, most of them as the QH uh, from K hole. From K hole, it was the, the manufacturer by made by Lockheed, uh, Lockheed. Uh, 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 Avionics, 
I have something like it. And uh, there, there, there have been um, many uh, series of satellites uh, from uh, Q, K, Q, Q. Uh, no, K, 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 um, KH from one to uh, eleven. Right? But they started in the sixties, and they are still uh, modern uh, from their series. Uh, today with uh, electronic system, but they start all uh, with uh, um, uh, the, those old uh, types of cameras, photographic cameras. So they they put the cameras uh, a lot of cameras in in the satellite. Some of them uh, uh, stereographic, uh, pointing from two sides. Some cameras pointing from the to the stars. So, so forward, some cameras pointing to backwards to help in, uh, in the, their uh, manual georeferencing systems. And from time to time, they were expelled when a, a, role, a film role was um, all taken. They were expelled in capsules to uh, back to Earth. So the, uh, then they started many types, many uh, kinds of um, taking them uh, again. I, I forgot the, the term in English. Take back them again. So they, they some of them uh, fall in the earth, and they show their historical capsules totally destroyed when they fall in in, in the earth in the land. And some of them fall in the the ocean. And they started a, a, a way to take the, but they all, all most of them was uh, delivered to fall over the United States when the satellite passed through the United States and its coast. And one one uh, way of uh, to um, uh, taking them back uh, was to uh, by by airplane. Yeah, they 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 fall to come back to her in parachuting, and they retrieve ah, that's the word retrieve uh, by airplane. So they started to uh, a game of uh, uh, airplane fishing. They they put a wire in two uh, long uh, uh, poles uh, and uh, they, they tried to catch the capsule parachuting before it uh, touched the ground and they and they did it there there are uh, pictures of uh, this in wikipedia uh, so the what we have today uh, is about uh, 1 million of um, um, declassified films frame but uh, there are much more probably not declassified I was doing uh, research for um, asked by Amir uh, for uh, some parts of uh, Iraq uh, and I think Iran too. And uh, I just, for example, uh, the, 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 the famous um, uh, cinema uh, that took uh, uh, fire and started the, the, the Triggered the Iranian Revolution from 79. 
no pictures of, of them, and, and no pictures of uh, some operations of uh, over famous operations like those uh, uh, Amir talking to me. I, I think so. How could, could uh, so uh, those so, such important events? They took picture of obviously. I, I think they probably have this, this picture, but they don't. They didn't uh, consider them declassified. So there, 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 there can be many things that we will learn later from these uh, operations, uh, like um, opera and age three in in Iraq. Well, well, thank you. Um, yeah, and thank you, Sergio, for um, that story about how imagery was basically shot down back to Earth in a capsule and caught by an airplane mid-flight, uh, still on film, which means that, of course, it had to be uh, developed and, um, and then later on uh, digitized. Um, I think what that, that, that story gives me is the appreciation for the hard work that people were doing to capture the data, uh, retrieve the data, um, and as and we actually haven't touched on the then process of of bringing that information into uh, a space where uh, people could make interpretations on that, which brings me to um, a segue into the uh, and how just how easy it is to do those types of things on geospatial platforms like SOAR. So we're going to take a quick break to hear from uh, our SOARcast sponsor, which of course is SOAR. question. How often do you think the images on Google Earth are updated? What if there was a website that could give you access to near real-time satellite imagery for almost any location on Earth, updated daily? Meet SOAR, the future of all maps and imagery. Start exploring today. SOAR.Earth. And welcome back to the SOARcast. Um, once again, if you're just joining us, we are here with Sergio Volkmer, who is based out of uh, Porto Alegre in Brazil. Uh, interestingly, he does many things, but what we're talking about today is the work that he's doing with uh, declassified satellite imagery from as far as uh, 40, 40 plus years ago. Uh, it gives us a great appreciation for uh, what the, how this image was acquired, what, what stories it tells. Being uh, in the geospatial space, I want to know um, what all is involved to to get this imagery. Uh, it's sitting on a website somewhere in digital format, but what all is involved to bring that data uh, to the masses? So, Sergio, after you've gone to USGS and downloaded these images, um, what do you have? What do you have to do to them? It's a very interesting process, and feel free to um, tell us uh, what do you do with the images after you've downloaded them. Oh, okay. Uh, that's uh, uh, very interesting. The, the first part we we have to uh, uh, to, to select the image from USGS and download these images. There are some uh, mo they are most about uh, one gigabytes, uh, and uh, and. Uh, some of them are uh, split in eight parts. Yeah, you you think um, each part of them uh, have has to be uh, geo-referenced. 
And now I, I, I'm, I'm started to to connect the the, the eight parts uh, uh, again before georeference, and it, it's sometimes it's easier. But not all times. Uh, the, the, this this makes a, a big. Sometimes we have uh, eight parts of one gigabyte. So it, it's uh, I major of uh, eight gigabytes. It's uh, undoable, and, and uh, so we have to focus in the areas of interest. What not uh, th these images are some like uh, strips of uh, in a ratio of uh, one uh, one uh, in height by nine ten in length. So we don't need all the images, and, and when they are. Uh, uh, Finish in georeference, they are uh, uh, stripped like uh, how can I say when we, when we stretch a rubber, it, it has the, the last parts are larger and the middle part is thinner. Okay, so it's not beautiful. We don't need all. We have to focus in the area. So uh, downloaded. And then I started to georeference them. Um, uh, uh, sometimes cut, uh, take them apart. Or, okay. And uh, for georeference, what what we need? Uh, well, there are the ways of, of algorithms, programs that do auto rectification, but they all need uh, uh, camera parameters. We don't have camera parameters. We just have the image. Uh, but also USGS doesn't have uh, the camera parameters, uh, like uh, the tilting and the angle of the oblique view and the altitude of satellites. Uh, those metadata are not uh, available. Uh, and so we can't do an automated, uh, mathematically automated uh, auto rectification that is uh, to put each pixel in its real position um, uh, in coordinates. Uh, otherwise, we, we can georeference the, the, the whole uh, rectangle, but uh, when it's taken, uh, it was taken in an oblique view, the inner parts of uh, the image are distorted. So we have two, two ways, or, or um, two ways to do it. Um, Automatic um, pro softwares that do this uh, uh, mathematically, uh, but needing camera parameters like uh, modern uh, satellites have, yes, have. Uh, but in this case, we don't have. So we have to do manual ge georeferencing and some sort of order identification. We can't do uh, uh, 10,000 uh, 10, um, 10, of uh, uh, points. We have to select by, by the topography. Well, for example, when, uh, when uh, I think most people know about these distortions, when, uh, when an image of a, of a hill is taken in our oblique view, the top of, of the hill uh, in the image, uh, when it's just a uh, reference, the top of the of the hill is displaced. So it has to, we have to bring uh, the peak to to the right position, uh, as if it was uh, uh, looking for uh, right upside upside down. <coughs> so uh, what do we have to do? 
uh, we have to take a look for, for topography. For example, it's much easier to do in, in flat places. Uh, but when we have uh, a very variable topography like uh, Iran and India and some 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 of these sites, we, we have to to, to try uh, to georeferencing by uh, well I forgot to say uh, georeferencing has to be made by points. Um, uh, what does this mean? We uh, we have to look uh, to take. Uh, I open the, the computer in the two screens, and I put and I put uh, cages with uh, some uh, some known uh, image like uh, Sentinel two in in one screen, and I put the the original uh, scanned film in the other screen. So I started to take it. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, uh, that's here is a there is a rock oh, in, in the Sentinel. There is a rock too. Oh, let's see uh, crossing of of roads, uh, bifurcations of rivers. Those are points that we can identify identify in both images. So uh, for each point in each image, I click a uh, 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 ground control point in the old image. And in the same ground, in the same point, the ground control point in the newer, the recent image. So when we have some some fifty to one hundred fifty points uh, uh, identified in both images, we uh, and start in in all the the, the, the border of the image um, dome. We can uh, uh, make the program to georeference it with some uh, auto ratification of the most significant parts. For example, if we have a, a ridge, uh, a long range of ridge, uh, we have to do more points in the place where the the incline changes. And the the slope of the the the, the ridge starts. So there, uh, a line of uh, of this uh, of points. Another line in the ridge, and the other lines in the plains, uh, in the cities. Okay. So we 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 minimize the distortions of uh, because most most of these uh, satellite images of. Uh, Historic satellite image, they are uh, were taken in oblique view, so they they, they produce uh, great distortions. That's the, the way. Uh, but uh, most many of them are more uh, um, uh, near near Niger, and uh, it's okay to to do. Uh, I think. Uh... I just want to uh, reinforce that um, while Sergio gave us um, quite a bit of information about this process, uh, there's even more um, involved in terms of the process and, and making sure that um, imagery is correctly georeferenced and in place. 
and uh, it's not as quite as, as simple as, as finding the four corners and and and, and stretching them <laughs> to where they are on the on the earth uh, it will give you a sense of the spatial relationships and the distances um, but then when you try and overlay it on something like uh, modern day um, satellite imagery you will see things in in a different place and and so um, hats off to people like um, Sergio who are we're doing a hard yards to to look at these things um, Something that I like about this type of imagery um, is the ability to look at, um, to use it for Earth observation um, in that um, we can see these processes that have been occurring for a long time. And so looking back uh, 40 years, um, you know, to, to what is happening now is, is, is in actuality um, a short amount of time in terms of, um, you know, Earth's history and, and processes, but it sure, it sure tells us a lot something that that you spoke about in our conversations earlier was the uh there's a uh, permafrost crater that has developed in siberia um there's I, i've looked at this place um on you know things like soar and um it's it's in the in the 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 tundra it's uh, siberia there's uh, it's a very it's an extremely remote place but a very sensitive place because of the changes in in um, in today's en environment and climate that are that are evidenced, um, I just wanted to share that that's I, I think that 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 is fascinating. Looking at how this crater has evolved in this short amount of time is the thing that is most um, yeah probably one of the more amazing things that have you know come at looking at um, imagery that that you're working on. Can you share um, maybe just one story about? Earth change that you've seen um, in in the work that you're doing. Um, can you share a, a story that you you've seen, and um, perhaps what the implications are uh, going going ahead? So, you know, do we need to change? Do we need to uh, uh, worry about the the atmosphere or the, or the climate? Um, just tell us some some thoughts on that on that topic. Yes, yeah, yeah. We we can uh, see with our 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 own uh, eyes. Uh, uh, many uh, things that uh, uh, we we used to hear uh, just hear from scientists, and but looking to this image, we can see it by our own eyes. And um, for example, uh, I, I I found uh, even if Google Earth, I look to Amazonia in, in Brazil. We we see the, the there is a state a state of Rondonia. Uh, I've uh, posted it in, in Soar too. Uh, we I, we we just started to know it uh, about it uh, with uh, Google Words from the, um, the the years 2000, and we look at it and we say, "Wow, it's it's all uh, devastated." Oh, it seems it was always uh, devastated. For a long time, devastated. It was from the, the old the old century devastated. And uh, I found the uh, uh, image of the capital of this state, that is Porto Velho city, uh, in the border of, almost in the border with Bolivia and Colombia. Uh, from the 80s, it's not uh, too far from us. It was uh, just uh, 20 years uh, before uh, Google started to put uh, high-resolution image. 
and uh, that is in the 2000. Uh, from the 80s, uh, I found an image, it was almost pristine forest. So it happened, most of it happened, and we don't have Landsat good image because the, the, that Landsat was a, a very rough uh, first Landsat. So we have uh, we have uh, 10 meters, 4 meters uh, pixel resolution uh, from, uh, from the 80s, and uh, I could see uh, that uh, there, uh, there was not the devastation that happened after the 80s. Uh, and, and most recent, so it's recent. Uh, it happened from uh, from wrong policies. Uh, it's about fifty five percent from of Amazonia, but uh, those policies can can result in rapid devastation if they were taken that way in other parts of Amazonia. So that happened in just twenty years. The the state was almost devastated. Uh, well, uh, that we can it was recent. In the eighties, I was already born, but nobody was was seen that. That's one one thing. Lake Chad, the the the, the Batagaita crater from the the the, 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 the Siberia, and the, the scientists said that it started in the eighties. But there we can see that the, the, the sort of crevasses uh, in the image of uh, 67. So uh, I think that because uh, the scientists didn't have uh, uh, older images, now we have. And perhaps it's uh, a bit uh, older, it, it started to happen, the, that uh, crater. Um, we can see the b b before the crater uh, started and the, the, the very beginnings of the the opening of the crater. It was in, uh, around the 60s and the 70s. And, and that tells us uh, the, this sort of um, event that happened with the Batagaita crater in Siberia. Uh, will start uh, to happen in many places in Siberia. This is uh, we have uh, we have lots of uh, how can I, how do we say uh, landslides of um, of uh, permafrost. It will happen too. Um, ROC before uh, ROC. It's interesting. ROC. It, it was. Um, we can see it was full of water, and it became uh, to dry just because for its use for plantation. Okay, uh, people need to use it for plantation, but if they kill, they, they lack, they won't have more plantation for a long time, and the, the, the lake won't replenish it. Uh, Almost uh, Lake Lake Chad too. Same thing in the south of Lake Chad. There is there is almost what what almost same thing that happened uh, to ROC happened to Lake Chad. Both cases uh, were uh, the the uh, um, speeded up by uh, the use of water, accelerated by the use of water for uh, uh, plantation. 
Yes, water needs, uh, plantation needs water to be used, but not at that scale. They, they are killing their, their, their own lakes. I, I, I like that. I like that story. And I like what you're doing on SOAR and what, what you're doing is, is um, I don't know if the word climate activist is, is right or, or just, uh, you know, concerned <laughs> earth citizen. I, you know, activist is a bit, is a bit strong, but let's just say you're concerned. I like what you're doing. Um, and that's something we wanted to do on SOAR is to give people a space to uh, share their story about the earth. Um, I'm just going to make a comparison to the to the news and media that we might get uh, through our phones and and tablets. Um, we might come across a very compelling story about something that's happening, uh, for example, in the, in the Amazon or or something. Um, but we don't. Yes. One thing, remember me. Uh, uh, we 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 share. We not just share the answer, but. Uh, uh, if people go to directly to USGS, they uh, will take a million of uh, references. The people can download these images uh, uh, very high resolution directly from SOAR now. They are, uh, we are providing them uh, georeferences for people's use. And otherwise, people want to do a good use with an unreferenced image. That's a, uh, it's easy to take them from many other possibilities. I think that's okay. Yeah, and I appreciate um, you making that point as well. That um, well, I do see the the platform as a deliverer vehicle, and and we do have uh, bespoke utilities. So if if uh, if a company wants to uh, effectively have their own uh, SOAR platform, we we make a platform called SOAR Plus, which lets people build their own platform for data delivery and secure visualization, effectively your own SOAR, but uh, locked down for your your own use and you can use it as delivery, but also you're right on the platform, the uh, data sets are as, as rich as they can be. They're in the right place, they're georeferenced. Uh, you can uh, do things like, um, you know, time series. You can compare 1979 Tehran to, to current uh, 20, let's say 2020 or 2020 imagery of, of Tehran to see um, how has the landscape changed. And so, um, Sergio, it's been really good talking to you about this topic. Uh, like I said, I think over the break, uh, we could probably talk about this over a series of uh, a few episodes um, because it is a, it is a science unto itself, declassifying imagery, putting it in the right place on the earth. And of course, um, it's great that you've been part of us, part of uh, our project, which is, is SOAR, our geospatial data distribution platform. So um, from everybody on the, at the team here um, and our listeners, thank you, Sergio, for taking the time to um, do the work and also join us today on the SOARcast. You're yeah, welcome. I, I thank you, too. Uh, thank you for the invitation. Okay. And uh, very good. And again, everyone who's joined us today, we, we thank you for uh, joining us on the ride. Links to um, Sergio's imagery will be provided in the description. And if you are curious about the SOAR platform, please join us at uh, www.soar.earth and find out about um, the things that Sergio and others are doing to uh, share their Earth stories. So once again, thank you, Sergio, and thank you everyone for joining us.
thanks everyone for joining the Sarcast today. While it's bittersweet, I'm transitioning to more of a behind the scenes role at SOAR. So what's in store for the SOARcast? We hope to share that information soon. In the meantime, follow us on social media for key updates on exciting developments at SOAR. So what is SOAR Plus? Well, imagine if Google Earth and Dropbox had a baby. SOAR Plus is the premier solution that allows users to store, view and share maps and imagery on one simple mapping platform. Think of SOAR Plus as your own digital atlas. Find out more by visiting us at soar.earth.